This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're drinking, well, there's a little bit of confusion about what we're drinking, so we'll get to that in a bit. But in the meantime, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you could, please hit that subscribe button. While you're there, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app or anywhere you're listening to the show. Ratings help people find the show. Reviews help us know what you like, maybe what you'd like to see different. If you want to be a bigger part of supporting the show, you can go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I, uh, I'm happy to say that I am recording for the first time from my new house. Um, I got a new, oh. what do you call it, new closet now. And yeah. I got to work it so it's a little little more um, sound, you know, happy in terms of the bouncing echoes. But um, that will come in the next week or so. Um, but I'm pretty yeah. excited. It's, uh, we're loving the new place. We, um, well, Heather, we closed on like last Wednesday and then Heather left town that night for like work stuff back in Virginia. So right. it's kind of like just me this week. And so I've just been making trips, um, with, uh, her like midsize SUV, just bringing it over and, uh, bringing like stuff like, like, you know, batches of boxes over and stuff like that. So it's been good. The first thing we brought was all my whiskey because it was so cumbersome, <laughs> like all these bottles, like sticking out of the, uh, of the box. So, but it was good to get it all over and I've, yeah, brought a good amount of stuff over. And so like, we're getting some friends to help us move. Like I mentioned last time and nice. they won't have too much to carry over because I've actually gotten a decent amount. So yeah, super excited. Work's going well. Um, yeah, I I'm excited about the future here. Like it's like things are real. It's official, you know. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, how are you doing? I am doing well. Um uh people who have uh oh, well, I'm doing well. We'll get to what I was saying in a little bit, but um work is good. Uh, actually right before we called each other, I was, uh, applying for a, a new job somewhere else, uh, that would be something I want to do, but, um, but no work is good. Life is good. Uh, I am going to see Ben folds tonight, which nice, is going to be pretty nice. cool. I know you love him. Yeah, for sure. And actually, uh, so this is a birthday present and Ashley bought, um, like a pre-show package where we get to nice. go in and meet him and get an autographed copy of his book and stuff. So oh, that's cool. That'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Is that in Madison? Yeah, yeah. That's so. This will this will be. Uh, I've lost count. This is this. I might be approaching twenty times that I've seen him. Like I, this might that's be the twentieth time. So, 
Um, and I've met him twice before, uh, just naturally, like, uh, both times I just saw him walking on the sidewalk in Madison and was like, Oh, Hey no man. Way. So, yeah. Is yeah. he from Madison? Uh, no, no. But like, I mean, he was in town for a show. Um, yeah, I gotcha. and like one time I, I like took off work the day of his show and just was going to hang out downtown cause I, I wanted to meet him. This is the first time I met him. And, uh, I wanted to meet him, so I I just would would like walk around the venue. You know, it's a big, it's the Overture Center in Madison, and so it takes yeah. up a full block. Uh-huh. So I would just do laps around the venue, and uh, this was the year that like the swine flu was super bad, and uh-huh. so I I met his tour manager, and he's like, "Yeah, Ben's not gonna be trying to meet anybody. He doesn't want to get the flu." Because uh, he's got you know a tour to do, and I said, yeah, it makes sense. So then I went to Pizza de Roma on State Street and ordered some pizza. Sat down, I got my computer set up, put down the pizza and stuff, and I was going to work on something. And, uh, and then I looked up from my pizza and out the window, and there's Ben Folds just walking down the street, and I was like, holy crap! And so yeah. I like slammed my computer shut and I just, I said to the people sitting kind of by me, I was like, can you just watch my stuff? I'll be right back. Um, and, uh, I went and got, oh, I, I stole a Sharpie from the restaurant and cause nice. I had his, like a CD jacket with me and I ran after him just in time to see him walk into an Indian restaurant. And then I walked in after him and I was like, Hey, hi, <laughs> I was like a giddy school girl. It was ridiculous. Uh, and then the second time was the uh, the last time he was in town. Ashley bought me tickets for my birthday, and it was like actually on my birthday. And uh, we were cool. having dinner uh, on a patio near a restaurant that's near the venue that he was playing at. And we're talking, and her back was to the sidewalk, and I I was like, oh, here comes Ben Folds, and she's like, oh yeah, right. So then as he gets closer, I was like, hey Ben, and then Ashley turned around, and she was like, oh my gosh, it really is him. <laughs> so it's was, it was really funny. But <laughs> yeah, we're excited to go. It'll, it'll be a really good time. Um, the other big thing going on with me and with Chill Filtered, and uh, not you yet, but uh, is we Same. have officially started doing a daily episode called The Daily Chaser. And uh, this last week was the first full week of that. So kind of the deal is um, so far just me. Cole, Cole says he'll do it eventually. Uh, but we're releasing soon. a daily episode every day that is not Monday. So Mon- Monday, uh, you know, there is an episode already that comes out. It's this episode you're listening to now. It's the main show. But then over on Patreon at patreon.com slash chillfiltered, uh, if you are at the $5 tier or above, you get a daily episode called The Daily Chaser where it's just me or Cole, not both of us. Maybe sometimes it'll be both of us, but most of the time it'll just be one of us talking about something. So last week I talked about uh, Breaking Bad, talked about the Packers, talked about drinking, and uh, and then on Friday the episode was me talking about what I've learned after three weeks of not drinking beer at least uh uh-huh. and and that on that episode i cracked my first official beer in three weeks and drank it and uh it was good i think it was a good episode so uh That's if sweet. you guys want to be a part of everything that chill filter is doing you again go to patreon.com slash chill filtered you can pledge monthly and get extra videos and extra shows so that's what's going on but uh yeah it's been a fun week that's awesome 
Glad to hear that. I hope you uh, run into uh, Ben Folds again today. Well, again, we're going to meet him. Oh, that's right. We, <laughs> yeah, we have the... I, I So I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it works I, out. <laughs> I still may go down a little early and see if we can naturally meet him again. I'm, I'm trying to figure out that's what sweet. hotel he'd be staying at because he is... Um, he is playing at the Sylvie, which is the new uh, venue in Madison. Yeah. And I actually think there's a hotel that's attached to it. So he would probably be there, but I don't know. It, it's going to be fun no matter what. So uh, cool. anyway, enough of that. What are we drinking today, Cole? We're drinking uh, another Buffalo Trace product. Uh, one that's pretty hard to find these days, but it's actually, if you get it at retail, it's super cheap. Uh, we're going to be drinking uh, Weller Special Reserve. It's the green label that you'll see on the Weller brand. Uh, it's very Cole, good. Younger. Go ahead. Cole, I'm going to interrupt you because you told me we were going to drink Stag. Oh, crap. Well, we're drinking <laughs> Weller. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I totally you, forgot you, that. keep, you, keep, you keep introducing it. I'm going to go get my the Weller sample that I have. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Yeah, I'll talk in the meantime. Yeah, today we're drinking uh, Weller Special Reserve. Um, it's funny, me and uh, Adam talked the other day. We we're like, what should we do? Um, because he wasn't well, able to get the courier. Right. Go ahead. We should, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we should say, you know, we had said we were going to do the Great Lakes, one of the Great Lakes distillery um, bottles. And then uh, the courier, you know, he broke his leg and, and just couldn't couldn't get it done, so... Yeah, and so so we talked about it, and we're like, well, what should we do? Because I mentioned Weller to Adam, and then we were like, oh, let's do Stag. Let's do like one to celebrate the new home. And then I totally forgot and went with the Weller and wrote all the history for Weller. So, <laughs> But I'm yeah. glad we are ready to do Weller still. It's a good thing. Yeah. That's pretty much all on me. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, green label. Then, yeah. Yeah, Green Label, good stuff. I'm looking forward to it today. Uh, the big uh, Weller, the weeded bourbon. Uh, but is it the so, original weeded bourbon is the question. So that's what we're doing today. Right. So what's interesting, Cole, is uh, we have talked about how typically a Green Label is kind of reserved for rye. That's right. And I don't see Weller making a rye. If they did, it would be a huge deal. No, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, uh, it kind of just seems like tradition in the whiskey world that if you're not making a rye, you don't really use a green label. But I guess maybe that's wrong. I don't know. No, I think that's the, it's not, maybe not the standard, but it is the expectation typically. If you see, like, a green label, it's usually a rye. But I guess in the case of Weller, this is the exception. Yeah. Well, I, I do know that, like, I, uh, actually, Jack Daniels, I believe, has a green label, and it's their. Like it's like their seconds, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's their like substandard. Right, and I actually, I actually like. Uh, back when I first started drinking, uh, I actually really liked the Jack Daniel's Green Label. I like, like, I liked it over the the standard. So, oh nice. Um, yeah. uh, one last thing to mention. Um, eh, no. Anyway, uh, to tease Whiskey World news. Uh, there have been some uh, awards handed out this week, and so we're not going to talk about that until Whiskey World News. Uh, but other than Ooh. that, Cole, are you ready to drink? I am ready to drink. All right, well, let's do it. But first, let's take just a quick break. 
All right, back from break here on Chill Filtered, and uh, you just heard that we are drinking. Uh, make sure I've got this right since we <laughs> we have uh, uh, mixed it up here. Weller Special Reserve, right? That is correct. Weller Special Reserve. Not the old antique, not the 12, the Special Reserve. Actually, there's even more okay. options now, but yes, that is correct. Okay. Even though I was geared up for... George T. Stagg, but uh, we're drinking that Weller Special <laughs> Reserve today, and uh, I am excited to have it. So, uh, Cole, real quick before you get into history and things, um, I got an email today that I want to ask you about. Uh-huh. Why did I get an email saying I was going to receive a package from UPS from Bourbon Charity? Oh, you did. how did you get an email? He didn't know your email address. Well, I have a UPS account, so if something gets sent oh, to gotcha. me at my name and my address. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, so um, Bourbon Charity is sending you a, what do you call it, like a sample box of five uh, Texas whiskeys in oh, order nice. for, you, for them to get your um, opinion on which one they would, or which one you would rank best and worst and, you know, okay. everything in between. So it's a really exciting thing that Bourbon Charity is doing. Uh, they're basically, you know, like getting out into the community of the whiskey community and letting a lot of people um, be a part of this like experiment to really rank um, some of the best uh, whiskeys all together. Like we just did one that was the best bourbons under thirty dollars. Uh, that is, and we did the Buffalo Trace Mash Bill number two. We're about to do Buffalo Trace Mash Bill number one, and then we also did an Arizona um, best of Arizona uh, whiskeys. So it's kind of cool what they're doing there. Uh, there's actually, I've talked before on the podcast about some of the video series that's going to be going down soon with um, almost a bracket type uh, methodology of choosing one of the best bourbons under $30 out of 16. So it's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, a lot of things going down there. Um, but I look forward to bringing, um, to be honest, I do look forward a lot of ways um, to bringing a lot of exposure to Chill Filtered, but it's also a fun kind of thing to do with the charity. So it's great. For sure. Uh, yeah, I, I figured it was something like that, but I was just like, I, Cole did not give me any warning about this, and I never signed up for anything, so I'm not sure what's going on. But Free whiskey. Never hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so Cole, take it away and tell us about this Weller Special Reserve. Sounds good to me. All right. So today I, um, I'm going off my, my uh, what do you call it, uh, laptop because... I forgot, or we moved and I don't have printer access, so we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, Weller Special Reserve, one of the things that um, that it's, you know, we've done this distillery quite a bit in the past, and this is Buffalo Trace, and it's under their weeded mash bill, for the weeded bourbon mash bill. Uh, Buffalo Trace, as mentioned before, is a Sazerac company and is based out of Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh, we've talked actually, we had a episode on a Weller product before, and actually we had another one that was a Weller product that was in the Lost episodes. Are those Lost for Good, Adam? Uh, I don't think so. I, I do have oh, them sweet. somewhere. That's cool. But anyway, we had Weller 12 on one of the Lost episodes. Oh, you know what? That, our... that, that gives me an idea. For some of these Daily Chaser episodes, we could just throw up those Lost episodes. Not a bad idea, because then people can see how much we've hopefully improved since then. Right. So, 
But yeah, we've done a Weller before, and then we did a William LaRue Weller, the 2005 vintage. Uh, I want to say in like the 20 to 30 uh, episode range. Um, but I talked a little bit about William LaRue Weller, the person on that episode. Uh, but today I wanted to discuss some history into a little claim on the label of the bottle that we're drinking today. And uh, there is a very special um, quote on the front of the Weller bottle. And I got a lot of research today from a great article on the Whiskey Wash website. Um, the, um, what do you call it? The author, I almost said the artist. The author, um, one of my favorite um, historical authors in terms of whiskey is Chuck Cowdery. And uh, he wrote this article on September 15th, 2016. And it was named, quote, Well Weller, let's talk about uh, being the original weeded bourbon, unquote. So I just wanted to cite my sources because this is a great article and, and feel free to check that one out just by searching that on Google. Um, so on the bottles of Weller Special Reserve and Weller 12 and even Weller Antique 107, um, it says the original weeded bourbon. And so there's a cool story um, and a cool like almost contradiction to that, uh, that quote on the front. Um, but we did, for the record, we did bourbon. We've mentioned this before. It means that it's at least 51% corn in the mash bill, and the majority of the remainder would be wheat. And that's basically the, the rule to be a weeded bourbon. Uh, you do have to have like so much corn, uh, but not too little, but not too much. Like you can't go like 90% corn and then, you know, 6% wheat. That you can't really call that a weeded bourbon. Uh, so it has to be a good amount of wheat as well as the majority bourbon. So. Um, all Weller products are weeded bourbons and they all have the exact same mash bill, which is something interesting too. Uh, apparently William LaRue Weller, although claimed by Sazerac to be this, you know, legend in distilling weeded bourbons might have really not distilled at all. Um, William LaRue Weller basically first owned a company that sold whiskey. Uh, but does that mean he had a hand in the product? Not exactly. Uh, but it looks like nothing of Mashville or distilling was on his like plate in terms of the company. Um, and that's like based on like historical documents and stuff. Um, but when uh, the Weller traditional Mashville was first really known, it was after William LaRue sold his um, part share in the company of like Weller and Sons uh, to, or basically he had, um, yeah, Weller and Sons. And then it went to Julian Pappy Van Winkle and this guy named Alex Farnsley basically like eventually putting together Stitzel Weller in the long term, uh, which is like one of those big companies we mentioned before. Uh, when Prohibition ended, Julian Van Winkle bought a new distillery or built a new distillery and decided then to sell the old Weller uh, brand and the old Fitzgerald brand. And they were both weeded bourbons. And so that was kind of one of the standards that started out from that. Um, but basically their brands all had a weeded mash bill in that company, like the Stitzel Weller company, but it can't exactly be said in that case that Weller is the quote, original weeded bourbon. Um, and Chuck Cowdery really defended that and said like, we really need to like, in a lot of ways, these companies and these marketing campaigns will, will take what is, um, you know, what sounds cool and what, you know, seems to be the case of like, of course, all Weller products are weeded. So therefore it's the original weeded, but Chuck Cowdery is like, but the truth is a little different. And so like, no matter what the marketing departments say, it kind of sucks because 
history in bourbon is so cool and to like in a way bastardize that and say like we're just going to call it whatever we feel like makes the history a little less cool because it's a little less excuse legitimate. me excuse me ladies and gentlemen uh, that's not a curse word accomplished here today no that's a, not a, a curse a word goal has been accomplished here today i'm counting it i'm counting it oh, you can i'm count counting it, but it. it's not a curse word it's in the dictionary i am counting it i understand <sighs> that bastardized can be used in other ways but it is a word that can be used angrily and would be called a curse word in that instance. <laughs> and I am choosing to believe you were angry and you just cursed on the podcast. <laughs> Goal accomplished. So you're like, we can finish now. We're, we're pretty much wrap it all up now. Yeah. Chill filter is over, guys. Are, are, yeah. What other goals are there at this point? Oh, I'm so happy right now, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> and I questioned even saying that word, but I was like, it fits, see, so I'm going to say see, it. That's why That's why I count it, because I knew that you questioned it. I knew that you were like, I don't know if I should say this, <laughs> but that counts, man. Sorry to say. Um, well, I'll... Uh... I'll still run my um, reputation of saying I've never have, but but you can say it for sure. <laughs> I um, want a poll. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna put that section on Instagram as an audio file and say, <laughs> is this cursing or not? That's a good that's a good one. I would actually love to see the results of that. Perfect. I I one time Continue. heard the word that word from the pulpit in church, and I was like. Therefore, it's cool. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So so anyway, it doesn't really come down to it's the original weeded bourbon. In fact, Old Fitzgerald might very well have been the original weeded bourbon itself. But being at the same time and having that standard of we're doing a weeded mash bill. But the real fact is that um, Sazerac was like he, you know, William Leroux Weller was like this guy who like pushed forward this weeded mash bill when in fact it very well very well might have been completely false that he had anything to do with a weeded mash bill uh, historically so i thought that was pretty cool um so yep weller special reserve the the bottle we're drinking today is a buffalo trace weeded mash bill as i mentioned it is 90 proof uh, no age statement but they say it's around seven years old it's really rare, um, and it's definitely on the hype bus, as I would like to say. Um, but almost every Buffalo Trace product seems to be on the hype bus these days. Um, I've seen secondary market values for this one around $100. It is a screw top, but I realized uh, a huge benefit for the screw top the other day in that you can turn your screw top into like a half or maybe even a quarter shot glass which is great sometimes if you don't want to drink from the bottle when you can't find your glasses. So Weller wins that for, for that. So I think that's, um, I I think that's a reach. I think that's a reach for if you can't reach for a glass, you can use it as like a quarter. I'm saying that's uh, to, to, to say that it gets points for that is a reach. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just weird. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Everyone, at least for Cole, um, I mentioned the secondary was around a hundred these days, but the total wine price, if you're able to find it, is seventeen ninety nine, which is insane. And uh, that's my history. That's the prep for that stuff. Let's drink. Yes, let's. I have already poured. I have uh, been letting it breathe, as it were, while you were talking. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, you've already took a drink. The, uh, no, here goes the cork oh. pop. There it is, the screw cap. Oh my! Wow, that's uh, this sa- this smells so good. Yeah, for a seventeen ninety nine bottle, this is like I mean, if you're able to find it for that, like this is great. Right, right. even just on the nose. It what is do you think nose wise. It is like a a fine chocolate. Not like a milk chocolate, like not a Hershey's bar, but like like a chocolate that has a little earthiness to it. it. I mean, it's, wow. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's not like a milk chocolate. It's more like a darker, um, when we were in France, we were like looking at some chocolates. And there, France is known, or at least, <coughs> excuse me, at least Paris is known for their um, dark chocolate. And this reminds me a little bit of that. Corn, getting a little corn. Um, I don't always. Yeah, get a that very little bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet altogether, like like yeah. bright appley sweet. I the color they they even claim like on their website it's got this like orange color. I don't know if I I guess I do agree with that. It's definitely more on the orange side than your amber yellow. Um, I don't know what that's from. Uh, maybe the barrels, but maybe just the mash bill. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I always think of amber as being more orange than yellow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think the opposite. This is is super smooth and like you almost don't even feel it in your mouth. That's true. That is very true. And it it doesn't even burn like almost on Mm -hmm. your tongue or in your, you know, cheeks or anything like that. Yeah, there is no burn whatsoever. It almost yeah. has the mouthfeel of a liqueur. Mm-hmm. Almost like like an amaretto or something like that. Like super sweet. Right. Super just chill. Filtered. Chill, filtered. And that's it. Um, <laughs> Hope you had a great day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the name of the show. Yeah, exactly. Is that from Arrested Development? Uh, yeah, yeah, where uh, Ron Howard yeah. joins in and he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the, the finish is um, is very long-lasting. It's it's still sweet. It's still caramel. More caramel I get a lot of cinnamon. It is the body. Yeah, yeah, I get a little of that too. Um, but yeah, not I mean, as the, cinnamony the main, as like a rye. Right. The main, the main thing that I'm getting in that finish is like a light cinnamon Almost like a crumble apple pie crust. Ooh, good call. What do you think about um, the 90 proofness? I guess it's better than like 80 proof in a case for this. I, listen, this, is, uh, this may be one of the most enjoyable pours I've ever had. I like to hear that. So, so uh, and you know, I, I generally like a little bit of a hotter whiskey. Um, mm-hmm. So something that we talked about on the Daily Chaser, Ashley did an episode with me, and we talked about how she thought that I had been drinking too much, and and we talked about alcoholism and just a bunch of different stuff. And Uh I said, "Well, I'm not. I don't think I'm an alcoholic because, yeah, I didn't. I I didn't have any issues not drinking beer for three weeks. But also, you know, I have a shelf full of whiskey. This is something you and I have talked about. Uh, And Uh I didn't like." 
I didn't like, you know, drink 10 bottles, right? Like I, the only time I drank is when I was recording episodes or I, if I was working on something, I, there was one night where I had, you know, two fingers of whiskey or whatever. Um, yeah. And she asked me, she was like, well, do you think that, uh, like when you were drinking beer, like, do you think you weren't drinking a bunch of whiskey? Cause I, I, I don't really ever like drink a ton of whiskey. I only drink it for the show or if I have friends over, um, yeah. I, I don't just, I don't just come home and drink whiskey. And she said, do, do you think it was cause you were drinking more beer and so you weren't drinking whiskey? And I said, no, uh, I, I think that I choose beer over whiskey because it takes no effort to, to really enjoy beer. You just crack one open yeah. and you drink it. And I'm not saying that like whiskey, that it's too harsh or that it's burning. It's just, it does take me a little extra effort to like really be in the mood for whiskey and and do it right and it's time consuming like i really do like i prime the pump like we used to say i i really smell it and get my senses used to it and ready to taste it i do the technique yeah. every time i drink whiskey it's a lot of work and it's time consuming and sometimes i just want to drink something and and not have to do the work and and uh so that's why i was drinking more beer but this if i had this on my shelf um, this would be very, uh, go- this would be gone quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense that it is such a hard bottle to find, even though it's like so cheap. Um, yeah, just cause it's so good. I mean, everything Weller in my opinion is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I hesitate to put a drop of water in it because it's already so light, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's super enjoyable, but it's super light. Um, it's a good balance of the two. Like for being light, it could, it might be one of the best you could ever have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is very much something that I would it, again. If I had this bottle, I would probably come home every day and and pour some. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, the yeah, it's good stuff. the drop of water. It has not destroyed the nose at all, so I, that's a good sign. It maybe it maybe took away some of the intricacies of the the notes on the nose, and and it might be a little more alcohol forward now. But there's it's still chocolatey. It still has notes of corn. So I I don't know. Did, have you dropped a water water in it? Yeah, and I agree with you on the nose for sure. Uh, it hasn't really ruined anything. On the palate, I'm getting uh, a little more wood, like oak, uh, to it. And that, I I barely prefer it neat, but this is still really good. And it's slightly different, which is enjoyable of like, if I do want a little more wood, all I got to do is add a few drops of water. But it didn't really even uh, water it down at all. It's still about gonna, the same. I'm going to clip that as well, by the way. What's that? If I do want a little more wood, all I have to do is add a few drops of water. <laughs> you gonna put that on Instagram as well? That's right. Um, You're so like I'm gonna, off the deep end. I'm pulling at myself. You're what? <laughs> <laughs> Not at it. No, it's even worse. I can't talk. Uh huh. Anyway. I, I did have some, uh, and on the palate, I, I'm going to take another drink really quick here before I say what I think about the palate. I just want to confirm something. Yeah, 
Meanwhile, I'm adding a drop in a cube and doing the old swish. Um, yeah, alcohol comes out a little bit more on the nose for this one. A little less of the other great notes. Um, a little more of that. So, almost so like rubbing alcohol. After trying it with that drop of water in there, only only once, like uh, the action of swallowing the whiskey, and then and then the finish. There's a little more burn now for me. Oh really? Yeah. You catching that that um, oak much more? With uh no, I don't really taste the the oak. That's cool. Ooh, putting a cube in there on the nose, I think it really brought out a lot of chocolate again. Oh really? No, I'm just getting that alcohol. Oh mm-hmm. no, you're right. It smells sort of like paint thinner nail polish re- mm. remover. So I just took a sip with ice and the palate showed up really late. It was kind of flavorless at first. Um, and then like all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it's pretty good. Um, like it's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't drink it with ice again. I wouldn't buy a bottle that tasted like it does here with ice. Um, cause it's too watered down to me. Um, but the flavor is there. Good finish, little bit of bitterness, um, but not much at all. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely neat water pour or, um, neat water ice, um, for each, um, of my favorites. I, um, so with the cube in it, uh, right away when it, when I sip it, when it hits the tip of my tongue, it's very, very sweet. Like the sweetest that it has been. And then Mm. it immediately goes to very bitter and, and then I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm glad you like it, you know, neat especially. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to find a bottle of this, so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one on shelves until recently. I just found this one. Um, it was kind of at an event, and I saw it. I'm like, is that for sale? And I think it was like $30, $35, which is like twice what its retail or at least total wine value is. Um, but it's still worth it to me. Yeah, that's not bad. So what do you think rating wise? I got to think about this one. Um You know, that's so tough, man, because like It's tough because like we 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 don't like take I don't know, it's tough because drinkability wise, like this is like a 10 for me. Uh yeah. because I could drink this all day. Is it the best bourbon I've ever had? Is it the best whiskey I've ever had? No. Yeah. Um, so I guess like I have to take. I have to take. It's weird because you have to take. You have to take into consideration the drinkability of a whiskey, and that does impact how good it is. Yeah, but, for sure. But with this yeah. one, you kind of have to like scale that back a little bit because it is so drinkable, and you can't let that affect the rest of it and like the way it tastes and stuff so uh, this is i'm i don't know dude uh i mean think about like the one you did give a 10 was definitely about drinkability what, what was that that was the red breast 12 cask you know it's funny i when i was talking about how if i had this on my shelf it would it would be a daily drinker for me I thought yeah. it, this this and Redbreast 12 cask would like I could do that every day. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but I don't think this is as good as Redbreast 12 cask. So I'm going to go a full point lower and say it's a nine for me. 9.0. Cool. Yeah. Um, I give this one, I, I think it made eight status for sure. It's a little light. And knowing that the and the old Weller Antique or the Weller 12 or any of the Weller products, I'd probably prefer to this one. I still give it like an 8.2. I'm going to give it an 8.23. So high praise yeah, for bad. a 1799 bottle. Also, I think, you know, we have talked a lot on the show about um, different bottles or different pours that we would use to start somebody off on whiskey who doesn't, who says they don't like it. This would be the top choice for me now if I had it. Oh, this would be great. Yeah. Because there is, there is nothing about this pour that would turn somebody away from it. I agree. This is something my wife would probably enjoy quite a bit. Right. So... Hey, uh, so Cole, I was talking to the courier actually before we uh-huh. uh, started, and uh, he is not going to be able to make it out to you next week in time for the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Good, because so I got a is, new address. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, so is there something else that you want to do? You want to do the stag? I know we haven't. We're no, doing a lot of bourbon. That would in a be row. the third bourbon in a row. Um, what else do we? We could do the core of reckon. Yeah, I, that's what I just picked up. I thought we would do that Ardbeg. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that one's a really good one. That's actually one of the best values for an Isle of Scotch, in my opinion, like ever. Oh, great! Um, so good to me. You're gonna hate it. It's gonna be great. So that's what we're doing next week, people. Uh, be looking for that. Uh, and again, uh, Cole, for this uh, Weller Special Reserve, you said it's like a seventeen ninety nine bottle if you can find it retail, but otherwise secondary. Yep. What are we looking at? Maybe eighty to a hundred. That is quite the jump. It is. It really is. So. All right. Well, again, uh, so that was this the Weller Special Reserve, and then next week. It's the Ardbeg, what's the, the name of it? Core of Reckon. It's named after a really cool whirlpool off the coast of uh, Scotland. All right, cool. So that's next week. Uh, but now, on this episode of Chill Filtered, it's time for Whiskey World News. That's right, here on Chill Filtered, we always end with Whiskey World News, where we find an article on the internet, we uh, we give you the title, the website it's at, and the author. We always want to credit everybody involved in this article, but we're going to read it and then discuss. And uh, today's article is coming from thewhiskeywash.com by none other than Nino Marchetti, and nice. um, he is writing about our friend Jim Murray who is not our friend, but uh, the title of the article is 1792 Full Proof Bourbon Earns Jim Murray's 2020 World Whiskey Award. Again, thewhiskeywash.com by Nino Marchetti. Love him or hate him, whiskey author Jim Murray, as a reviewer, holds a lot of clout in the world of whiskey awards. 
His yearly Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible is something many whiskey brands, large and small the world over, hope to get a mention in, including perhaps a coveted high score and or award. It thus is always interesting to see what direction Murray goes in his yearly top dog picks across different whiskey categories, including that most prized World Whiskey of the Year spot. For 2020, he has given that to the 1792 full-proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon from the Barton 1792 Distillery, which is owned by Buffalo Trace parent company, Sazerac. He scored it a 97.5 out of 100, according to Sazerac, saying of it that you can only sit eyes closed in awe. This is a delivery of perfection, intense, seemingly no prisoners. Yet actually, you find it has the grace to allow every character to make a speech of great erudition. Ultimately, a discourse of how so many facets can be singular, yet together make for such glorious integration. I have no clue what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Anyway, he goes on to say... On this evidence, Buffalo Trace has a threat to its world supremacy from a rival distillery that they own. This is a whiskey yeah, yeah. of standout, almost standalone beauty. Finding fault is not easy with something this intense and magnificently rich. For the 1792 distillery to win World Whiskey of the Year is extraordinary because when I first went there some 25 years ago, the then owners had no interest in high-end whiskey, said Murray in a prepared statement. The oldest they produced was a six-year-old, which I thought was one of the most complex on the market, but still undercooked. I implored them to bring out something much older. It is wonderful that my gut instinct of 25 years ago has been vindicated under the ownership of Sazerac, who have turned a potentially great distillery into something truly magnificent." Moving beyond the top winner, Murray also, or I'm sorry, Murray was not done with Sazerac slash Buffalo Trace <laughs> as he gave the second and third World Whiskey of the Year awards to William LaRue Weller, 125.7 proof, the latest version of last year's Victor, and Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye, 127.2 proof. There will be eyebrows raised and claims of favoritism, which, of course, is never the case with the Whiskey Bible. I call it exactly as I see it, noted Murray. Once I knew the top three were from the same company, I spent two extra days running through my top ten whiskeys once more, and the results came out exactly the same. To not only be named World Whiskey of the Year, but also to have our whiskeys be named the second and third finest whiskeys in the world is astonishing, added Mark Brown, president and chief executive officer at Sazerac. Mark. It is truly a testament of the skill and dedication of not only our two master distillers, but to all of our team members at Sazerac. We could not be happier and more motivated to continue to strive for perfection in the American whiskeys we make. As for the rest of Murray's top picks, you can see the whole list below for your consideration, or you can also go get a copy of his book. Uh, so what do you think, Cole? I, You know, we've talked about Jim Murray quite a bit before, and one of the surprising things to me that, I mean, we've always talked about it's super subjective, and um, it's not something to be super trusted, but he does command the hype um, behind certain brands, and I and I imagine a lot of the Buffalo Trace hype buffs that I was talking about earlier has to do with Jim Murray. Um, 
But do you remember, we've had that handy, the the second runner-up to the World Whiskey of the Year. Do you remember what we yeah. thought of that one? I, I think that I remember that we weren't super impressed. Yeah, we said this was not even typical antique collection caliber. We said it was good, but it wasn't great, and it wasn't blowing my mind or your mind in any way. Uh, so for it right. to be the third or the second runner-up uh, to the World Whiskey of the Year, it just shows that like we disagree. Uh, we've had better in the last year, um, and and so it, I mean maybe it, I'm I'm I would actually not be surprised if Jim Murray was a hundred percent honest with us that these were his best whiskeys. I wouldn't be surprised that he wasn't swayed by um, the Sazerac, um, you know. Um, cunning and whatever the word I'm looking for is of like, right. you know, like this, you know, huge company that does really well. And they actually do provide, you know, have great products. They're always good. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a hundred, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jim Murray was telling the complete truth that he loved foolproof so much that he gave it the world whiskey of the air. Good news is, is I have a bottle of that. It's unopened, and I will uh, get the carrier to send one your way, so we can do that soon to to measure up, see if it's as good as we are, as good as Jim says it is. Have you uh, have you checked to see what it's doing on the secondary market yet? I had a dude already hit me up for it. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I had a dude that was like, "Hey, I heard you have one," and I'm like, "Dude, like, I would <laughs> like, yeah." So I don't know Man, the range, I mean, but I imagine it's gone up quite a bit. I mean, if you if you would rather uh, trade that for something else, you know, you you don't have to have it on the podcast. That's true. I might see what the value is and see if someone's willing to trade for something I want. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, you know, the other big thing on the whiskey bible. For me, you know, the my favorite uh, rye is was was mentioned the the Knob Creek Cast Strength uh, was right. mentioned in the um, the no aged or no up to ten years uh, he mm-hmm. he said the Knob Creek Cast Strength won that. Um, but you know what's interesting is um, this year's release of that is not nearly as good as the previous years. Uh, the 2018 release was just incredible. Uh, when I've had this year's release, it's just not great. Um, and actually the, the pod cask, uh, so like a cask, like a barrel. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they just this week reviewed, um, the knob Creek cast strength and, uh, they were pretty harsh about it. They're like, yeah, it's not worth anything. And so I really wondered if they had, because they said that it was the original release, um, but I'm wondering if they grabbed a bottle and, and it was actually this year's release because the, the way they were yeah. talking about it is exactly how I feel about this year's release. And uh, I actually contacted them and I was, I'm trying to figure out what bottle they actually had. So I'm looking forward to yeah. their episode this week to see if they make any corrections. Yeah, that's cool. Um, on another note, I oh, and then Glenn Grant eighteen won the world or the Scotch of the year for the fourth year in a row. Yeah, that's pretty insane, for sure. Yeah, but then on another note, completely <laughs> going away from whiskey world news, I was chilling at a distillery yesterday. 
in the Phoenix area. I was in Tempe, and uh, I talked to the distillery owner, one of them, and uh, and I was like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'd be down for that." So we're gonna try to get something set up. He's got a few like co-owners that are all like um, basically like engineer full-time jobs, and then right. all work at the distillery and like actually do the distilling on the side, which is super cool to me. So I hope to get them on the podcast. Yeah, that'll be awesome, man. Yeah, and I have you know I have a distiller, uh, distillery owner who uh, we've already booked and scheduled his interview. So we'll. I I think I like the in our second year here, Cole, that yeah. uh, we're not we're not just sticking to the format. Like we're we're doing more uh, interesting, not not more interesting, but like we're doing more things that are interesting and different yeah. from just our typical episodes. So I'm glad that we are willing to uh, you know be like, okay, well this episode on the main show, it's not going to be like our typical episode. We're going to do something else. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. So this has been the uh, the Weller Special Reserve uh, episode, and uh, man, I would love to get my hands on a bottle of this. So, listeners, if you uh, you got a bottle and you want to be nice and sell it to me for cheap, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Just search for Chill Filtered Podcast, and uh, you can find us. Cole, any last words here? You know, I hope that works out for you, Adam. I hope you're able to get a bottle and hope that you're even able to find one at like a Total Wine or Steve's or something like that. Um, But I hope uh, you have a great week coming up. But most of all, Adam and listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm